Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Hello again, everybody, and welcome into Gamecock Central Radio. It's GamecockCentralRadio.com with Gamecock Baseball Report with Kip Balk Knight. We do it twice a week here on Gamecock Central Radio. Kip, great to have you this morning. How you doing? Doing great, Emerson. Thanks for having me. All right, we got a Gamecock win last night, 14-4 to over Furman, and South Carolina is now 30-8 and on the year. And, Kip, the Gamecocks broke out the bats last night, 18 hits in this ball game. That was one hit short of their season high, and it was a lot of different players contributing. T.J. Hopkins was 4-5, of Dom Thompson-Williams, four for four. Marcus Mooney, three for three. John Jones had a couple of hits. So it was good to see the offense generate a lot of runs last night and take some pressure off the pitching staff. Yeah, it was a great opportunity for the for the, the total team last night to be able to get back on the right side of the swing of the bats a little bit. And um, and um, and the, a direct result of that, too, was being able to get a couple pitchers in that, uh, that needed some work. And I think that we'll hopefully be able to use down the road and uh, in the SEC play because, uh, like I said many times, I think I think that's going to be the key to their success is getting some uh, other guys in there, and um, we're going to have to have more than four or five guys uh, down the stretch run. So uh, good to get a lead like that to be able to get. I think we got five, four, four bullpen guys, five guys pitched last night. Uh, Calvin Taylor Widener. Yeah, Widener pitched four and two-thirds and struck out a career-high seven batters, gave up three runs, two of them earned, and six hits. But it was Reed Scott that got the win. He pitched two and a third innings of scoreless relief to pick up the win. He's two and one on the year. Kip Furman actually scored first in this ball game. They led one to nothing at the end of one, but the Gamecocks took the lead from there. And Coach Holbrook said after the game that the fifth inning was the key. Furman had a runner at second. It was a 5-3 to three ball game with tying run on second, and Reed made a big pitch to get a strikeout, and that sent the Gamecocks on their way. 18 hits on the night, a 14-4 to four win. Hopkins had two stolen bases, two RBIs, and three runs scored, and Marcus Mooney had three ribs and three runs as well. The Gamecocks hit six doubles and two triples in this game, and Dom Thompson-Williams leads South Carolina with 11 doubles on the season. Gene Cohn extended his 24-game hitting streak with a triple in the fourth inning, so all-around solid victory for South Carolina last night, Kip, and I think it's important to get this win, a confidence-building win, a win with some cushion coming off of last week where, you know, frankly, the Gamecocks got blown out twice. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, like I said, it's, it's definitely a, a perfect opportunity when you're playing a midweek game against a team that, that South Carolina should handle pretty easily, and, and they did that. Herman was banged up, had some injuries, had, I think, a couple suspensions as well, and it was a uh, really an all-around good victory for the Gamecocks. They played pretty crisply, and um, like I said, got some additional pitchers in there to get some work in, and the fifth inning definitely was a crucial moment, and Reed Scott did a great job of coming in out of the pen and limiting the damage and uh, and uh, closing the door with uh, you know runners on base and um, you know they Gamecocks pounded out 
18 hits last night. It was a, it was a great team victory for them. Gamecock Central Radio here with Kip Balknight, our weekly baseball report. South Carolina 30 and 8 and 11 and 4 in the league. And Kip, we're back into SEC play. We talked earlier in the week about five series remaining, and the Gamecocks have got an extremely difficult schedule left to play. Florida will come to town next weekend after the Missouri series. Then the Gamecocks will travel to Kentucky. And they've got Texas A&M at home. All three of these teams ranked very highly in the country. And then they close it out with Alabama, which is currently 8-7 and seven in the SEC. So this is the last SEC opponent on the Gamecocks schedule that's under 500. Missouri's 4-11 and 11 in the league. So if ever there were time to sweep, this has got to be the weekend, right? Yeah, absolutely. With what they know they got coming ahead, it's definitely time for a great opportunity for South Carolina to get a sweep. And it's hard to look forward to that. It's hard to look. You know, uh, ahead of what you got, you got to play one game at a time. And um, South Carolina has to play well. You know, they're they're not even the national championship teams when South Carolina won in 2010, 2011. They couldn't just show up and play. And I think that um, you know, I, I certainly don't think this team's going to look to do that. They uh, have seemed to have that heightened awareness and uh, energy about them, and they certainly. Um, are going to come prepared to play, but they they know they're going to have to uh, absolutely come ready to play to be able to to beat a Missouri team. That yes, they are below 500, but uh, it, it's um, in the SEC, as you said, that this is the last team that has a below 500 record in the conference, and um, that's just a a sign of a great conference. And these teams just keep beating each other up, and um, it's a it's a marathon, not a sprint. They obviously got off to a uh, a great start, and uh, this middle part of the of the year, uh, halfway through the SEC season, they're definitely going to have to uh, do a great job of um, of maintaining. And, and um, you know, I, it's not a necessary sweep, but uh, it sure would be nice. But I do think it's uh, I do think they definitely need to get two out of three this weekend for right. sure. Right, you certainly don't take Missouri for granted. You know, Georgia was under five hundred in league play, and they took two out of three from South Carolina last weekend, but. The Gamecocks are at home where they've only lost one game all year. It'll be Clark Schmidt, 7 o'clock first pitch Friday. Braden Webb, 4 o'clock first pitch Saturday. And then Adam Hill, 1.30 first pitch Sunday. Those are your starting pitchers again this weekend for the Gamecocks. All three games will be on SEC Network Plus and on the Gamecock IMG Radio Network. Kip, important for Braden Webb to bounce back from that rough start he had last week and an opportunity for him to do it at home. It's been a long six, seven days for him. I know how that is. Anytime you have a bad start, especially one, that's cut short is you don't get many innings in it's um it's a it's a, it's a long week and um you know he's certainly going to come prepared and be ready i'm sure he's uh done the film deal he's looked with coach myers i'm sure to see if there was anything that you know he can learn from and um hopefully he had a positive bullpen session and he's ready to go i mean that's the that's the beauty of baseball is you got to pick it back up and pick the pieces up and get rolling and um you know, I just think South Carolina needs to do a better job of overall as a pitching staff of doing what they did last night and not walking guys, don't give them any free bases, and uh, playing the solid defense that they played all year long and just continuing to uh, try to pound the zone. And, um, they, you know, sometimes when you get in a slump as a pitcher, you give the hitters too much credit. And even Hall of Famers in the big leagues, they get out 70% of the time. So you have to remind yourself of that. You just got to locate your pitches, make quality pitches, and, and uh, be aggressive, and um, I'm sure, uh, you know, starting with Clark Schmidt and Webb on Saturday and Hill on Sunday, they'll, that'll certainly hopefully be their uh, 
uh, game plan is to just trust their stuff and, um, you know, pound the zone and, and try to, you know, mix in the breaking balls when they need to. And I still think they need to really, really try to establish fastballs in. I really have not seen many hitters in the league this year uh, against facing arms, you know, that can throw at 90, 92 miles an hour. Not many guys at this level can really turn on the fastball in. So guys have got to try to be able to pitch in for effectiveness, in for strikes, so hopefully they can uh, keep the hitters from just eliminating one side of the, the plate. Because if you're facing guys and a hitter can go up there knowing that all they've got to do is look on the outer half of the plate, uh, whether it's fastball or breaking ball, that, that certainly gives the hitter the advantage. So they got to keep them on it. All right, the Gamecocks are ranked as high as number four in the country this week, and they share the SEC East lead with the Florida Gators. Both those teams 11-4, and four, Kentucky and Vanderbilt, a couple of games back at 9-6. and six. And again, Florida will come to Founders Park for a big three-game series next weekend. Florida will host Georgia this weekend. A&M leads the West with a 10-5 and five record. LSU's 9-6 and six there, and it's Bama and Mississippi State at 8-7. and seven. So the Gamecocks have Florida, Kentucky, A&M, and Bama after the series this weekend with Missouri. So we talked about it early in the week. The schedule's going to be very difficult, and it's critical for the Gamecocks to take care of business at home this week against this Missouri team that's 19-18 and 18 overall and 4-11 and 11 in the league. Kip, looking forward to some good weather and some good baseball this weekend at Founders Park. Thanks for your time today. Yeah, thank you, Emerson. Go Gamecocks. All right, that's Kip Balknight. Gamecock great. Joins us twice a week here on Gamecock Central Radio, and I'm Emerson Phillips. Thanks for joining us, and have a great weekend. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.